This is Talks with Petrisol, and today's guest is Hans-Peter Siefen. Welcome. Thank you, Petri. Good to be here. Happy to have you. You have built an exceptional company with your co-founder, Juri Linden. What are the secrets for your success? Well, um, exceptional is, of course, uh, difficult but um but we we have had at least a passion to the sport we uh we started nordic business forum out of our own experience as young young business boys attending our first business seminars back in i i attended my first one as a 19 year old boy um in 2003 and uh yeah sort of those experiences from different inspiring uh, business seminars uh, changed my thinking and taught me a lot and kind of changed my life and and uh, made me an entrepreneur as well so with that kind of an experience you have you you have more passion in what you do since uh, basically the idea or the dream of starting something like Nordic Business Forums, Nordic Business Forum came from that experience and those experiences. So I, I think passion and the strong feel of purpose is uh, is really key and important to making something uh, really significant. But since I stick to my claim that uh, you have made something exceptional, we can go a bit further, you know, what, what are the elements on, on that? But I think it takes a bit more. You know, passion is important. And uh, if I've understood that you've been really wanting to do training and learning from a long time, so that's basically you, you're fulfilling your dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, but did, did you have some benchmarks or some best practices because you started to do it from the very first uh, international phone call a bit differently than than the regular other event organizers or people who are providing training and and conferences Mm. yeah so i on the on the side of my studies i i uh worked as a sales representative for quite some time some years before starting Nordic Business Forum. And during those years, attended a lot of sales-related conferences and uh, and also got to organize quite a few. But I mean, our experience when we actually got started was, was still quite vague uh, in terms of building something really top of the line. Um, and and it, it was not top of the line from the beginning, I think. Uh, well, at least the guests were top of the line in a way. Well, well, you are you are now thinking about the 2011 edition with Al Gore, I, I suppose, but but that was not the first one. The the uh, first annual uh, main event we had was a year earlier with only Finnish uh, keynote speakers, and uh, and it it was not close or it was not in the same category of what Nordic Business Forum is nowadays, 11 years later. Uh, but it was it was uh, enough and, and done with thought 
to surprise the audience that we had at that time. So we had 700 people in the room originally aimed at 500. Most of them were uh, entrepreneurs from really small companies, uh, micro companies, a lot of a lot of people who were probably still also only dreaming of their own company um, and very few experienced uh, business leaders, so to say. So the expectations were also lower and they were still lower, uh, quite low, I would assume, in 2011 when we managed to bring in Al Gore and, and, and we had Sauli Niinistö and and uh, and so on uh, big figures um, but still the expectations from our audience were much lower than what they naturally are nowadays when we actually produce one of the best uh, business conferences that there is on on planet earth i believe so um so it was easier to make mistakes and learn on the way and anyway um we we were we were playing above the expectations of our customers so that that that's always enough i guess have you been raising those expectations you know year by year or is it like that you wanna delight the customers more or what keeps you going and and you know you you mentioned the planet earth so mm. is the next next level going to the moon or mars or the international <laughs> space station or how can you delight more? Is there a limit? You know, how, how yeah, far so, you can go? So far, we haven't found a planet on which there would be competition. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I mean, we have been really passionate about becoming better at this all the time, every year, uh, through the feedback, through the experiences, through benchmarking all over the world uh, through reading, through watching videos, through uh, our own ideas and innovation. Um, so the events have improved and the way in which we organize them have, have improved both in terms of content and curation, but also in terms of audiovisual technology, uh, drama, um, um, catering, logistics, all all has uh, improved and and naturally uh when you when when you when your reputation grows and when the experiences from the existing loyal customers uh sum up um the expectations raise up rise up so uh like in any business, you you need to be constantly innovating and constantly improving to not only satisfy, but also hopefully surprise your customers positively. And, and if you manage to do it, you keep your customers quite well. So if, if you surprise your customers positively, they will stay most probably. Um, and, and then at, if, if at the same time you work diligently with sales and marketing, with acquiring new customers then you grow and that's basically the that's basically the simple growth formula that we have had um, in terms of organic growth and and kind of this has helped with the un, unorganic growth as well we have we have done some m a activities when 
when expanding to new new countries. Some of them have been successful. Some, uh, luckily, few, but uh, not all have been successful. But it has been uh, easier easier to go about M&A activities when when you have a, a reputation and people actually want to learn from you and they see synergies in terms of joining forces and so on. So that's how it goes, uh, step by step. Um, if the first event was like an MVP in a startup world, um, could we actually just make a tiny uh, exercise and think about, you know, like you said, you've been in improving things over the years and picking up different uh, bits and pieces and, and making them significantly better. And, and now over 10 years, you made also a documentary, which I recommend everybody to, to, to watch, you know, mm -hmm. see what's the spectacle before the, the COVID hit. So 2019 event. Um, so for example, I remember in the very beginning, you did a lot of sales. Uh, so it was a cold calling and it was maybe four fifth of the whole, uh, you know, fulfilling the, the selling the tickets that was basically with direct sales. And, 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 and then you started also with the matchmaking application 2011 already Prella or, or was it around that time, at least experimenting. So there, there, are, there are these elements which been coming. So maybe you could run through and I can obviously, you know, contribute and, and help as well to sort of, you know, maybe analyze and pick up, you know, that how do you build a hugely successful and exceptional event in 10 years, year by year? Yeah. You don't need to go all the years, but I mean that, you know, the speaking sort of the components which are crucial. Mm. Yeah, like you said, we, well, both Yuri, Yuri and myself, uh, and it, it was only me and Yuri for the first uh, one and a half years, I believe, um, or something. Uh, we come from a sales background, so we, we are pretty simple, simple sales boys. And uh, the only, <laughs> only thing we thought we knew well was selling. Uh, of course, we started doing content, newsletters and a blog and and social media, Facebook and and so forth, uh, right from the beginning, and that was important. But we mainly filled the first events with sales, and also when we when we made the first recruitments, um, the first first others were also focused on sales. I think the first person who who came in whose primary um, focus area was not sales was in uh, hmm uh, yeah late late 2011 probably and that that role was then customer service and uh, as you said I believe I believe it was like four four fifths of of the new acquired customers were through sales efforts sales meetings and sales calls uh, but then on the other hand uh, and the rest one fifth was through marketing but then on the other hand when year over year we were able to keep the existing customers with a very high high percentage um, you you need to acquire a a loyal customer only once if you keep the customer well uh, so so the the loyalty uh, 
And also, also when you build a brand, you build a reputation. People people buy th- much more through marketing. Uh, so so year over year, the the number of new customers acquired through marketing also grew all the time. Um, and nowadays, it's uh, bigger through marketing than sales usually. And then, and it's also very international. Is it like forty different nationalities at least in the in the event? Yeah, in Helsinki, 50, 50 different nationalities last time. Um, so, and, and, and then how many the people other... just for the audience as well to, to give a sort of magnitude of the, the mm, last yeah, physical se- event? Seven thousand six hundred and fifty-five, if I remember correctly, in the previous <laughs> one, plus plus the exhibitors and so on. Uh, so that's just for the uh, ticket holders. Uh, but then on the other hand, we we now. We we operate in Norway. The company Norway Oslo Business Forum was mainly mainly uh, ran ran up through marketing efforts. Same in Amsterdam or Netherlands, where we where we started out through an acquisition now in April um, this year. Uh, Denk Produces, which is the name of the company over there, has operated for 18 years and basically. Uh, only through marketing, so they have never had a dedicated person or a sales team who would be contacting customers. Well, yeah, there is there is one nowadays, but but that's for bigger group sales, and uh, so there are there are different ways to go about it. What we knew was sales, and and that's how we got started. And luckily, luckily, it succeeded. Um, Yeah. So, but it's not the only only path that can be taken. I believe the best best case is that you have a, a clever combination of both sales and marketing. Also, if you just run on marketing, at least in in our business, you you waste a lot of you waste a lot of uh, good opportunities um, in terms of uh, uh, reaching out personally to your old clients, existing happy customers who just did not activate to purchase again without without contacting them or or similar many many types of uh, prospects who have shown interest and it might it might be the defining thing for you to be in contact with them uh, one of so, the things which It's quite uh, exceptional. I'm, I'm using that word a lot now. Uh, was uh, is that you you sold out mm-hmm. uh, when you still have the event going in the last final minutes on the, in the next days? You 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 will basically sell the next one already for the existing customers who go there. When when did that come about? Was it how how you know and how, how did you come up with the concept? Because I don't think that's A regular way, usually events are sold. It's it's like probably the the, the dream of an event organizer to to have it sold out almost like a year before, but that usually that seldom happens. Yeah, that that was built in in the business idea, the business concept that we had when we started. So that's how we operated from day one, uh, and we never sold out the next year's event immediately. Well, once once we did, we did sell out the capacity that we had planned for the next year in six days uh, and that that meant five and a half thousand seats I believe uh, in six days a year before the next year's event so that was that was indeed quite exceptional 
but then did, did you collect all the money as well so you had basically the budget to do the things or? yeah well yeah there, there were different uh Uh, schedules for payments which the, which the customer could choose uh, but we we got all of that money very early so that's also also one thing that uh, helps us with our business model of course uh, but even even then we then found found a way to add add some more seats so we then continued sales I believe well we we sold out finally also extremely early that year but anyway so Yeah, that has been something that we have done already in in the very first event in 2010, when when launching the next year's event for 2011 with Al Gore and so on. And I don't believe I, I don't remember the exact quantities, but I believe that we probably indeed had 700 people in the audience, and we probably sold like 600 tickets for the next year. Um, But of course, the event next year. Then, originally, we had a plan of making it 1,200 attendees, but it was then 1,800 or 700, if I remember correct. Um, so that has been built in in the in the original idea on how we want to go about uh, growing growing the business, and and it requires. I mean, usually you sell tickets to an event very late before the event begins and when you have uncertainty about how this year is going to play out it's very difficult to uh, build the next year's details yet it's difficult to commit to expenses for next year so, um, so you need to kind of be building at least two events two major events uh, 12 months apart from each other at the same time to be able to launch the next year next year's event in a in a in an attractive way that and and that requires quite a lot but that's how we have been just doing from day one and so far it has it has been good for us then there's also the cal- cultural aspect uh, in the documentary it's shown that you have almost thousand people at the day of the event working for the event there's volunteers there's there's a lot of people involved How did you build the, the the culture, and 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 get you know everyone sort of organized for those things and 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 because the magic happens on those days and there are some magical moments in there and you you try to create also some magic maybe you can give some examples what what those magical things are, but but it doesn't happen automatically. Mm. You you need to build that. Yeah, the thousand people that you refer to that's. Uh... I, I'm not sure how much it is during the event days exactly, or I should look into it. But it's it's close to a thousand during the event build-up week and the event days and the uh, build-down days. Uh, uh, y- y- in many cases, the people who build up the event or many of those people are different than the ones who run the event during the uh, run days. But But all in all, it's almost a thousand people. Regarding regarding the culture on and how we have built it, I I believe uh, it boils down to what I mentioned in the beginning. So the strong feel of purpose. We we are really purpose driven in our in our business, and that's how this thing originated. Is it coming from you and Yuri, or did you sort well, of figure yeah, or, it away, or did it come from the speakers, or it was sort of a combination of all of the above? 
well, I guess, of course, a combination of all of the above, but but it, I believe it originated from from the way in which we actually got the idea and how we felt a strong feel uh, how how we felt felt uh, a, a strong a strong feeling of meaning um, and and that's why we were attracted to start doing this. Um, so that's where it has originated from the founders uh, feel of meaning and purpose I guess and that's where the passion originated from and I believe that's how it, it's for for uh, everyone working for the event also so um, there is a strong feel feel of uh, meaning and purpose when when producing the event and that leads into passion so so people people really they they want to make it magnificent they want to make it really valuable for the customer and uh, part of making it valuable for the customer in terms of learning and networking is that you build it into an an experience uh, through drama, through AV as well, uh, sounds a bit boring, but but definitely plays a part in in building up the feeling uh, and the the experience. When, but then also, the, sorry, when does the experience start? You know, if if I'm the conference, I, I buy the ticket now. So mm. can you sort of define the you know how do you plan it? Or is there sort of particular moments where you you know one yeah. year before? you start to remind that you know this is happening soon and be be ready and mm. well uh in the best case i think it starts uh maybe even before uh, and it's building the brand if if you succeed over time i guess but but it st starts with the sales process so people having a good feeling when they are approached through marketing or through active sales work and and um, they get a smile smile on their face when they purchase uh, that would be that would be a good a good way to to start and start thinking of it and then then also i mean uh, we we of course try to pay attention to all 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 of the communication the pre-communication and so on but but really when we meet the customer at the first time for example at the at the railway station uh, when they arrive or at the garage when they when they park their car we we treat them with we aim to treating them with with an in an exceptional manner with smile with attention to detail and care and uh, and yeah what i what i was about to mention as an important part of the experience is the is the service and the care that we we try to give for for each of the customers, even even if it's a, a really large event with thousands of visitors. So, yeah, and and the the work that our team has been doing on that on that end, the customer service end, and all of the students who work at the event, uh, or uh, in the early days led by Mikko Jaatinen, who was leading those operations with us, and nowadays by Salla Seppa. 
and 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 also others in our team the work has been just exceptional i mean i mean the spirit within all of the students who who uh, who have different different roles in the customer service end of the event that's just exceptional you mentioned some of the surprises and so on um, that comes down to small things like opening the door uh, giving a friendly smile but also in in actions when when someone's uh, high heel gets broken and 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 you you find a way to serve them with a spare spare pair of shoes and and on the next during the next next speech go to the uh carpenter or how do you call it uh, no, the man no. who fixes shoes anyway no. uh, and then you bring uh, the uh, the shoe back the heel fixed when when the next break begins those are magical things that you can do if you have enough love and dedication to the to the sport um so uh, th- yeah and that that of course creates creates a lot of happy customers and also a lot of visibility on social media sometimes as well all of which has has contributed to making our events grow is it becoming harder to um sort of delight or surprise the 10 year old regular customers who are your loyal uh, loyal customers for over a decade yeah kind of kind of uh, i believe although it's uh, perhaps a bit easier on the new markets i mean i mean uh, we can we can uh, do things that we have found really really successful during the years um, as as new things on a new market for a new customer base and each year there is also a lot of new customers at nordic business forum uh, in in finland also uh, but yeah uh, but still we also we also uh, get better each year so um, always from the previous event and and from other opportunities we learn and we can do things better each year and sometimes we we innovate on something totally new and and of course we aim to do that every time so that we would uh surprise the customers in a in a in a big way but with not only focusing on the next customer service trick i mean i mean the main thing is anyway the uh the value that we try to provide the customers with through the world world leading business thinkers and and uh the networking opportunity around it so we are we are not still trying to become a a customer service showcase or a circus uh we are trying to maximize or optimize the the value that we produce for the customers and and then and and all of all of this ex- experience stuff around it just contributes to people's uh, uh, learning i mean i mean um, usually most business seminars are boring um, you have a lot of people who battle against falling asleep 
And that, that, <laughs> I guess that's the, the, that's what the coffee is for there. Usually it's just, you know, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there is a lot of, lot of co- coffee consumed at Nordic business forum as well, definitely. But, um, but, um, that doesn't contribute to learning or better networking. What contributes to learning is that you, you, um, make the customer excited and, and you awaken emotions within the customers through different ways of drama and experience. And then the customer is awake and the customer is learning and, and really getting value out of it. So all of it in the end, uh, uh, contributes to the actual main main thing that we are trying to serve serve the business community with which is the also, new, new ideas and and new networks there's also a lot of details tiny things which add up to the total experience uh, mm. for those who are not seeing this as a video can you describe what's behind you and and where it's coming from ah yeah i'm i'm uh, at our uvascular office which is our headquarters kind of and and here here we have well this is our second office so this this is not the actual building where we started off but but anyway i have i have one piece of uh art behind me it's made out of logs perch tree logs and it's one of one of the state's decoration elements that we were using at the previous nordic business forum in 2019 so yeah it's a beautiful piece of art and uh yeah that's all that i can tell of about it i believe you also been doing some voluntary things inspiration for you and was it 2019 you also uh, bring some young uh ballet dancers uh also to from the opposite side of the planet and and what's the inspiration for doing these things can you elaborate a bit you know how they came about Hmm. Yeah, with with uh yeah, uh, well, inspiration for two. We we indeed we uh how it came about was that in 20 2011 a bit before the second big event we had or the first actually big one uh, with with Al Gore, we watched a recording from a conference in the United States where Blake Mykoski was speaking. Blake is the founder of Tom's Shoes, and they have this policy of uh, one plus one. Yeah, or, buy one and donate one. Yeah, one for one. Uh, I don't remember the phrase now, uh, but anyway, the idea, you buy a pair of shoes and someone who doesn't have shoes also receives a pair of shoes thanks to your purchase. And uh, yeah, we were we were just inspired about that, and and thought how, how what kind of an idea could work for us in the same manner. And then from 2012 to 2016, uh, for each ticket purchased, we visited a school and met, gave a lecture on entrepreneurship or intrapreneurship. Uh, to a student. So uh, we probably visited 
school 250 times uh, during those years. Uh, different schools, some some schools with new students twice, uh, all over all over Finland, and uh, yeah, that that's how it came about that part. And then uh, the other one you 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 mentioned the ballet dancers from Peru, um, who 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 are uh, from a slum uh, or from a less less wealthy area anyway in Lima um, and uh, who have not had access to such such a hobby, which usually has been a hobby for more wealthy families. But then there has been a teacher in in Lima or a ballet teacher uh, who who wanted to make it possible for some young young uh, children from from less wealthy families over there and and we saw a video of this this magnificent story online and and invited them in 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 many cases you can teach a valuable story you can uh, you can inspire something someone to do something similar something meaningful through having these things as a part of the drama that you build into the event and i mean laughter is powerful if you make people laugh but uh, 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 moving people also um, in tears sometimes is even more is even more it needs to be a combination of course but you don't want everyone to be uh, crying throughout two days but but it's good to good to really move people in emotions and sometimes we succeed really well sometimes not as well um, we look for different ways on doing doing so and hopefully in a meaningful way so can you give some examples over the last 10 years uh, of you know highlights and you know why not also something which you think was amazing and didn't work out exactly as planned Yeah. Mm. In general, the ones ha- that have have worked exceptionally well have been have been the ones that have had a really meaningful, touching story to them. Um, like in 2014, um, we brought uh, also um, a land something called landfill orchestra. Uh, from I don't remember uh, probably Colombia or Ecuador uh, I believe I have a weakness in memory here at the moment but um, but we we have we actually yeah it was 2015 now that I rem- remember better so in 2014 uh, one of our speakers Sir Ken Robinson who um passed away uh last year i believe um and i think his ted talk was one of the most watched in the yeah, world at least at yeah. one point and one of his education. one of his examples about innovation and creativity during his keynote speech in 2014 was this landfill orchestra the young the young uh children from from a poor area uh with their 
with their teacher as well. Um, and and then in t- for 2015, we we just uh, um, wanted to work on finding that orchestra, which we found online nowadays, of course. Um, and it was actually quite quite difficult to get an answer. I, w- I was uh, contacting them a lot in English myself, and then after a while, we thought that hey, Mikko Mikko speaks Spanish, so let's <laughs> let's let Mikko try, and then he got a, an immediate immediate answer, <laughs> so um, or at least much more easily an answer, and and we were able to bring them in. And in the beginning of the conference, we we kind of rewinded the previous year's uh, conference in the opening video where Sergen Robinson told about this example on creativity from from uh, Colombia or Ecuador. Um, anyway, um, and landfill landfill orchestra being the the case. And then when the video ended, landfill orchestra with all of the all of the young young people in it were on stage and started playing with the with the instruments uh, made out of carpets that they are using and and it was a really touching a really uh, powerful powerful story and there are there are quite a few similar ones and those those have been usually the uh, the most successful ones if i need to think of something that really failed as a surprise i don't believe that we had one that really really failed but but uh, of course, there have been more, and there have been less powerful ones. So, um, yeah, that's that's just one example. Has uh, what are the most memorable moments? You know, something you have personally surprised. You know, from the speakers or from the guests uh, or just from the audience as well. You know, over the years. Who, who have sort of blown you away with whatever you know the way? Um, that's that's rather easy, I think. Um, uh, Jim Collins, Jack Welch, and Arnold Schwarzenegger have have been the ones to blow me away personally the most. Um, uh, they were all well. Jim is one of a kind. Uh, I guess they uh, are. All of them are one of the kind. Yeah, all of them are one of the kind. Jim is just uh, amazing in his cleverness, and he he really uh, we we had a cup of tea. He wanted to have a cup of tea on the previous day before before uh, Nordic Business Forum at the hotel in Helsinki, and and he just uh, you couldn't to... refuse, even though I guess <laughs> you would have been a kind of busy for the organizing the event as well. Well, what what would be what would be more important than to ensure that the speaker has all of the information he or she needs to make the presentation on the next day, marvelous. So so that was definitely a top priority, and and uh, and he really he taught me uh, his his he asked what what business are we in or what what are we actually doing from my point of view. I don't I don't remember what. What I answered, but he he said that uh, you are building business leaders, and that's the most most valuable thing for for the society that you can do to build better to build better leaders. That that has huge effects. 
and and that uh, then uh, was a really meaningful meaningful uh, way to 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 say say um, what we are doing and what's the meaning of it uh, internally and externally as well later on. Uh, Jim Jim is my my hero in terms of in terms of uh, many many business lessons and then Jack so Welch, he actually changed your business as well. Kind of yeah yeah in many ways we have also much before ever meeting him we have built our a big part of our strategy on his teaching and and so on. But um, Jack Welch, wow, uh, an amazing persona. Um, was really bright, really warm. He he was at Nordic Business Forum in 2013 in in Jyväskylä, the last year in Jyväskylä, which was a really magical year in 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 all all ways. Um, For anyway. those who don't know the geography in Finland too well, uh, Jyväskylä is not exactly close to Helsinki. You almost have to fly there or, or you know drive many many hours. Hmm. And how how big was the venue at that uh, last event there? Well, uh, we had we had three thousand three hundred and nineteen seats. I I I think I remember that one quite exactly. Three thousand three hundred and nineteen, uh, and it would have been challenging to to have more. Not only not only in terms of the venue capacity, but also in terms of the hotel capacity in well close by close by Yvaskula. Um, but anyway, Jack was absolutely fantastic, and uh, and the way in which he he was helpful during the dinners, or or how how interested he was, and how warm he was, and so on, was exceptional. And then also later on, for 2017, I believe, I was attending. C2 Montreal conference for benchmarking and learning in Montreal. Uh, and during my trip, uh, we sold out the Helsinki event. And that was in April or May for the event in late September or early October. I don't remember which which it was. And um, I opened up Twitter and I saw um, Jack Welch sending me a public tweet uh, tweeting congratulations. Uh, <laughs> he 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 was visiting in 2013 and in 2017, or uh, yeah, early 2017 when we sold out the 2017 event. Jack Welch uh, tweets uh, a congratulation to me on Twitter. Um, also, about the same year or or a year later or a year earlier, I, I'm not sure, but we had a topic internally that we really needed to pay attention to and discuss that the topic was culture and uh, we had a we had a pre-christmas gathering coming up in which we usually have a content part as well and i was thinking that who who would be a good visiting remote speaker for us and then i thought that well jack welch would at least be 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 someone exceptional to speak to us on this topic a bit and help us understand understand culture better and and I sent him an email uh, asking that would it would it be uh, I'm pretty sure that I should not 
even sent this email and and it it will not be probably possible and and uh and we can't afford it probably and so on but we have this situation and i wanted to discover if we could afford having you do a remote session for us uh on this topic during our pre-christmas <laughs> party so to say uh and he responded that i'm happy to do it free of charge so so that's how it was then and that's to me that that's pretty amazing i i even sent him i sent him an email actually a few months before he died now uh, in in march 2019 he passed away um no 2020 march 2020 during covid or just before the beginning of covid basically in in the united states um uh, yeah i sent him an email uh, don't remember i had some silly silly idea again but uh but he responded uh that's amazing to me uh, how old was he when he died mm, easy to google but you know hard to do yeah, in a, in a I, live I, discussion i, I don't you remember know. 80, 85 no no so he was older pretty old. r- roughly something yeah. like that not exactly but something like that um and arnold schwarzenegger was also really really uh warm person who who was bright and interested about what we were doing um and he was just, one of your early guests was it 2013 or no 14 a, a year after jack welch um yeah yeah uh, well there are small small really small moments uh in which I was close to Schwarzenegger, but those moments were exceptional in in the way he 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 was present, and of course he made quite a, quite a quite a contribution on stage. His session was amazing. Um, after the session, when we were going from backstage with all the security guards around, and he was going to a a uh, uh, a small photo opportunity with a sponsor reactor actually upstairs and we needed to go through through the masses of people um we we when we exited backstage uh in the room which we entered when we exited there was a vip evening that was just about to start and there were waiters with uh sparkling sparkling uh on their on their plates and um Schwarzenegger stopped and he went to one waiter took two classes of sparkling gave me one and took another one and said that now it's time to celebrate and then we <laughs> then we had a, a a small moment of a sip of sparkling uh, yeah he was he was very kind and and uh, yeah a, a very clever man as well so these three stand out as as a personal experience uh, to me and there's so many the list is huge you know it's like who is who in the there was will smith george clooney all walks of life mm, barack probably. obama yeah all kinds of yes then you had a one person who was uh supposed to come to your christmas party but uh something more urgent <laughs> almost happened <laughs> well yeah no no all, all kinds of things happen of course all the time yeah now we are in uh, 
fall of uh, 2020 and COVID is still a thing, mm. but something has changed. You actually been traveling even abroad. Oh. And uh, you went to a live event. Can you describe the feeling and did you remember how to behave in an airplane and, and you know, go abroad? Uh, almost, almost. Um, yeah, I've, I've attended uh, two events now abroad uh, this fall. One in Sweden, not our own event, but through an organization which I'm a member in, uh, Founders Alliance. Um, and then we had last week our first first uh, bigger live event, which was though downsized due to COVID, but but we had 750 attendees in Oslo at the Oslo Business Forum. Yeah, it was it was quite quite an amazing experience to experience the bus. The bus when people arrived, I was I was like, I took a video and pictures to Yuri, my founding partner, that this feels amazing when when people people came in, and and the start of the conference and and the actual learning in the room when being physically present. We also had thousands of people participating remotely online, and really really uh, good feedback from all of them, for all of them as well. But of course, uh, now after a, a really long while, being able to attend in person was was amazing, and of course, even even our own events. So it felt it felt great. Next time, I'm going to Copenhagen in the beginning of November. Um, now in October, actually, one event also also in Helsinki, and then uh, Schloss Schloss also in the beginning of December. That's a must always and uh, and then probably more in the beginning of next year attending attending these is of course really important for us who who work in the industry as well but but also in terms of of course becoming better as a leader and a, uh, as a business builder uh, I love I love the possibility to learn at these kinds of events Slus has been also pretty well done i must almost say exceptional mm. event in, in a yeah. startup field yes. exceptional and, indeed and i i think uh, i remember once i i attended many years not all of them but almost i came early and there was a sound or audio atmosphere that there was bird singing and somebody actually mixed a uh, live environment when you come in the early morning you're sipping your first cup of coffee and there's basically no one around there's nice uh, you know i probably called it business disco at some point you know there was nice lights and and it was just not any uh, typical conference hall or trade fair hall it was just something completely different and and you even have the sound environment there that you know there were birds singing and different stuff happening and you could just basically close your eyes and just listen and that was just experience and and that was before the event actually started and 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 there's so many aspects uh in in SLAS as well yes uh, do you compare notes do you compete somehow you know friendly or why it happens that there's two conferences physically even in the same conference mm. place happening which are exceptional yeah it's it's quite a miracle, especially in, in a country of this size, in Finland, 
I mean, we have uh, we have the biggest Nordic Business Forum type of a conference and and the biggest Schloss type of a conference, both originated from Finland, um, out of all of the Nordic countries and and even even on European and global level, they are they are exceptional ones. Um, yeah, I've I've been I've been. Uh, De- depending a bit on on uh, on the year, uh, Schloss has had uh, a few CEOs during during the time of Nordic Business Forum's existence, and Schloss has had approximately the same length of existence. And, and with some of them, I've been more in contact than with others, but we have been in in contact all all the time during the years, and definitely definitely learning from each other. We haven't have had any formal formal uh, partnership of any kind, but but uh, yeah, it's it's magnificent to get ideas from from others and and uh, become better together. What did and and I I do it I I, I also am in in frequent quant- contact with multiple different. Um, event organizers, business event organizers uh, from from different countries. So mm, that's an important way to build a network and, and build ideas and get ideas and so on. Definitely. Can you name a few other awesome events like yours in the world, which are really like top of the class? Yeah. Um, C2 Montreal, I mentioned once already. It's uh, it's quite exceptional. Um, it's uh, a bit more directed for the creatives than than Nordic Business Forum content-wise and and so on. Uh, but still, I mean, anyone who attends Nordic Business Forum would also find a lot from C2 Montreal and vice versa, probably. Um, um it's 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 a beautiful conference uh, uh, of course Cirque du Soleil and Sid Lee and so on they have they are founding partners so there is plenty of expertise in terms of drama and AV and all kinds of stuff design that contributes to the to the C2 Montreal conference um then um well there is plenty of course, there is a the TED conference. The main main event of TED is quite an ex- interesting experience. I uh, I managed to get in. I mean, you need to apply to purchase a ticket worth of ten thousand USD. You need to apply to purchase it, and <laughs> and uh, um, I got it for five as a first timer. There was a quota a quota to if I remember correct, to to get a ticket for 5,000 euros and, or USD. And um, I, I managed to get in in 2018 and it was it was quite quite a great experience. And and uh, in in different ways, all of these are interesting in different ways. Um, World Business Forum events are also great especially in terms of content and it's a franchise that has uh, has uh, 
succeeded internationally. They they operate in about 10 different countries. Wobby, uh, World of Business Ideas, and the World Business Forum conferences are are great. And I'm I'm in const- well quite a lot quite a lot in touch with the CEO of of Wobby. Um, yeah, there are there are plenty um, of really interesting ones to learn from, and and of course the ones that we we also now um, play a part in Oslo Business Forum and the Denk Productions events with especially the big ones, the Amsterdam Business Forum and so on. Uh, they are they are also top of the top of the uh, line um, to to get inspired with and learn from. So there is plenty. When COVID hit, you needed to cancel like uh, almost all the other uh, event organizers, your annual event. And can you describe how, how did you, what did you need to do? You know, all, all, all that stuff now in retrospect, because we sort of, we see already light on the tunnel, but not everything goes back to the same. And you also missed a few of the events because you canceled this year's event as well. So there's a skip of two of them now. So how do you restart? And and what are your feelings for the future? Well, my, my feelings are pretty bright uh, for the future. Um, it is it is of course sad that we needed to we needed to cancel two events for which we were we were really working hard at uh, uh, in Helsinki and also in Oslo. Mm, in Oslo, we had a smaller version last week. The the restrictions in Oslo and the COVID situation in Oslo played played out in a bit different manner than than in Finland um, during the summer and now in 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 September as well. But um, yeah, it, it was a of course a, a huge disappointment and and uh, not probably also I ho- I hope for for a lot of customers or at least some customers as well i hope it was a disappointment but uh we are we are uh really excited about 2022 and uh i believe it will it will be uh one of the one of the biggest and and greatest if not the biggest and the greatest year with also more more events than before in more countries and and uh, yeah, it's exciting to get. We have now gotten to full speed working with the 2022 events, and the sales situation is good. A uh, lot of customers have have maintained their tickets despite the cancelled events in between. And and uh, yeah, if if COVID does not bring us more surprises, I'm I'm really confident about. 2022 and and the future in general as well so a lot of excitement and and a lot of growth plans ahead of us you also diversified from the very beginning your business so you had another side of the business uh, which is run by yuri can you can you tell a bit more about that and and that's probably helped also during the years when the events were down and the revenues obviously 
quite a, quite significantly, if, if not all of them. Yes. Um, well, yeah, it's it's totally different business. So at the same time when so it's not part of the same company. It's part of the same group. We we have with Yuri, my co-founding partner. We we have something called the Nordic Business Group, which owns the Business Forum Group, including Nordic Business Forum, Oslo Business Forum, and Denk Productions and Amsterdam Business Forum in the Netherlands. And then we have another another subsidiary within real estate. We uh, started with our first real estate um we bought our first apartments um with yuri quite simultaneously with starting nordic business forum that was 2009 and that has grown originally we we uh, did real estate things and nordic business forum things in just one and the same company but they were they are i mean there is not much common in in them as a business so in 2012 we separated the businesses into their own own companies which are which, which are totally separate except for the same mother the same mother company nordic business group um so the real estate has been has been good and it has been profitable so in a way it has helped i mean um we have we have a uh, had good years, uh, but there has not been any any um, financial support during COVID from our real estate company to the business forum companies. So there is not not a connection. There is no no such connection in these times. But yeah, Yuri has been responsible for our real estate operations, and I've been responsible for the business forum operations and that's how it has been for quite a long time and uh, and we both then are uh, active in the board of directors uh, of of both companies or i'm active in the board of directors of the real estate operation and yuri is active in the board of directors of the business forum operation uh, so that's that's the connection so it's just basically because you have different interests, you just uh, want to do stuff together. So you have different divisions and, and that's basically the reason for the two lines of businesses, more or less. Yeah, we were, we were both active on both in the very beginning. But then when both grew, I mean, you need to have a lot of focus on both. And uh, Yuri, Yuri, uh, Yuri ended his operational roles at Nordic Business Forum in 2018, early 2018, when Aslak joined as the CEO of Nordic Business Forum. Um, um, that's when Yuri, Yuri ended his operational roles, but he's very active and, and uh, especially, especially through the strategy level. And and I I uh, stopped focusing on anything operational on the real estate side in 2011 or 12, so quite early. Um, 
and, and Yuri has had the operational stuff under his fingers on the real estate business. What about the international expansion? Can you walk us through how that's been happening and what can be learned from 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 your experience and maybe there's some stories as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, so we of course started to try to attract international attendees to Nordic Business Forum, uh, especially already in 2012, and uh, and we also managed to get some international attendance. Uh, especially, especially from Estonia, but also from other countries. I mean, was Sweden. there any particular reason it was Estonia and, and not like Poland, or it could have been Sweden, or yeah, there, there were well? there were people attending also from Sweden and and multiple other countries, but uh, a bit more t- from Estonia than others. Uh, of course, the travel from Estonia to Helsinki is very simple. It's quicker than come to Helsinki from Jyväskylä where I'm today, <laughs> you know, so, so it's, it's close by, it's, it's very convenient and close by. Um, um, so if you can, if you, if you have customers in large quantities from Oulu or, or um, Tampere or, or uh, Jyväskylä or Turku, why not from Tallinn? I, I mean, it's equally close or closer. Uh, to Helsinki. Um, then um, for 2013, we wanted to recruit personnel in Estonia. So in November 2012, we started an office in Tallinn and it, led by Preet Leave, who has had magnificent success in Estonia and the Baltic countries. He's now the COO of of Nordic Business Forum and uh, and yeah, um, we also had good start, good traction for 2014 in Russia, and we had we had an employee in Russia uh, from 20 late 2013 to 20. I don't remember exactly 2016 or or such. 2014 was very extremely promising. We had we had quite a good group coming from there, but then you know there were um, and we we even planned we even announced that we will have an event in in Russia, uh, uh, not like a Nordic Business Forum event, but something we called we called a business summit, if I remember, remember correct. We were planning it for 2015, uh, around May in 2015. And we, if I remember correct, it could have been earlier in 2015. And we announced that we have such a plan and we already were confirming speakers for it. We were planning that we will start an event in Russia in longer term as well. But then the after the Olympic Games, the Winter Olympic Games, the uh, rubble rubble rate started to fly in all kinds of ways, and then the war war in in Ukraine came about, and and we we retreated with that plan. Um, it was challenging, and it has been ever since challenging with 
with uh, customers uh, or attracting customers from Russia. Um, and of course now also also with COVID and, and other reasons. Um, so then we swifted, uh, shifted our focus and hopes to Sweden more than Russia. Um, and uh, we, we initiated an event in Sweden in 2017. Yeah, and it has not been easy. In Sweden, the, the start was much more difficult than in Estonia. Um, for many, many different reasons, I believe. But, but we had a sold out event in 2019. So we had events 2017, 2018, 2019, a promising situation 2020. Well, the, the sales and marketing for 2020 started in a bit sticky way, but but anyway, we needed then to cancel the event due to COVID, like all of our events everywhere uh, in Sweden. We have not yet scheduled the next event in Sweden. It was called Nordic Business Forum uh, Sweden. And, um, and then we, in 2018, we started off in Norway. We joined forces with a small, rather small conference organizer who who contacted me first time in 2013. He had had the idea of starting something called the Nordic Business Forum. And then he found out that, that it, it already existed. <laughs> and, and we started to speak about whether we should collaborate in Norway. And we, we started that in 2018. And then we had an event on our own, a really successful one in 2018, a small, a small, I mean, 500 seats, but, but a successful sold out 500 seat event, if I remember correct, might have been a bit more than 500. But anyway, um, and uh, 2019 was sticky, had some problems um, uh, internally. Uh, but but anyway, we had the event in 2019. And, and at the 2019 event, we announced that we we had an M&A activity with Oslo Business Forum. We we joined forces with Oslo Business Forum, which has been a wonderful ride with them together, learning from each other. It has a pretty similar founding story to ourselves, although uh, uh, a few years later, uh, six, five, six years later than us, uh, two young guys, Marius and Christopher, from the Norwegian uh, business school uh, BI in, in Oslo. Um, very similar <laughs> to us, and uh, it's it's wonderful to work together. And and yeah, also also in 2018 we acquired a, a piece of uh, President's Institute in Denmark, which was financially in a bad shape. Uh, I had known the founder founder for for a few years. And and uh, he he proposed to sell his his ownership in in President's Institute to us for for a very reasonable price. But the company was was deep in debt, and and there was a plan in place by them on how to turn it around, hopefully. And we we uh, acquired that part. It was forty percent of the company. But uh, 
it it didn't work out. Uh, I mean, it it went to bankruptcy pretty pretty quickly um, in in a year's time after we we joined. Um, so that was very promising for for the uh, uh, Denmark uh, market. Um, and now it has a new owner. They are running the business in a in a good looking way in Denmark, and and we are in in constant contact with them as well. But we have we have no ownership or no role in 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 President's Summit or President's Institute nowadays. So that that did it, that was a failure for us. And then now, 2019, no, 2020 April this year in April we acquired the majority stake at my colleague's company in the Netherlands called Denk Producties, which has been pre-COVID at approximately 4 million euros in revenue and uh, okay, prof- normal, good profitability. And uh, and they, they, they are doing great stuff. Uh, they have a portfolio of about 10 to 12 different seminars a year and and we are building building up something called the Amsterdam Business Forum on top of it. And yeah, it, it's it has been a great a great few months to work together. But of course, it was quite quite a lot of months already before before April when we finalized the the transaction in the Netherlands when we already worked together on it. And uh, yeah, it looks good. And we are we are expanding through similar similar. Uh, activities hopefully in the near future years as well so looking forward to all the expansions that we are planning to make hopefully so what is the plan if you can reveal that are you gonna sort of uh, not copy paste but adapt the, the the finnish model to other other countries or is it, is it more like coming from the existing players who you who will you know so acquire? usually we are Usually, we are looking for an entrepreneur or or a, or a team um, who who are hosting really good events, which we can still make much better together with our with what we know and with what uh, what we can contribute with, and with that increase the loyalty within their customer base. And make the business grow. So that's uh, that's basically the logic. Uh, but there is plenty that we usually also learn from them. I mean, um, they 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 know other stuff much better than we do in many cases. So so it's uh, there is a lot of synergies usually, and uh, everyone everyone gets better. The match in in mission, the match in vision, um, and the feel of purpose is key, and uh, that's also one reason on why why I have been during the previous years spending quite a lot of time to get to know my colleagues in different countries with rather similar events. Is that uh, I I try to see if there are good good matches with whom we could grow and and yeah there have been a few so hopefully more to come have you taken any external funding i mean external investor money or is it basically just owned by you and 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 maybe with employees 
yes it is so we are we are a bootstrap as it's called we have uh, we have so far uh no no ex- external investments at at uh nordic business forum and also no external investments at at our real estate business with yuri of course in real estate the banks play play a big role in real estate but but um uh, but in nordic business forum we have had um we have had one loan that has actually been utilized only one loan in 2010 <laughs> uh, <laughs> a long time ago a long time ago and we have we have a credit limit but we have we have never been using it so we have been rather lucky no we had we had one loan uh we in in 2013 we had a negative year we lost the send of budget when building up the magnificent event like i like i told earlier 2013 was magical but we lost the send of sense of budget and at the same time we invested into um booking arnold schwarzenegger and sir alex ferguson and jim collins and uh, all all kinds of magnificent names for 2014 so nordic business forum ran out of money and we we needed to loan if i remember correct half a million euros from from the mother from nordic business group uh, which was basically income from the real estate uh, but but that's all and that was paid back in a few months time also so yeah so what's in the future for you personally and for the company? Are you going to list or are you going to sell and do something else? Or is there still enough passion for the next 10 years? Yeah, there there is a lot of passion still. So we are not looking into selling. We are looking into buying, as as I mentioned before, growing through M&A with, with good, good colleagues. Uh, that's very much on our agenda. Um, but of course not forcing it so there needs to be a good match and it needs to make sense for everyone um uh i i'm not i'm not too and we are not too interested about one day listing um but you never know if there would be a, a good reason for it and of course there could be also um it could be that we do badly and we need external money uh luckily still now even after or during covid we have not needed it um we have had we have found other solutions but there could be a bigger acquisition that we would do for which we would need external money external investment so it's possible that something will come but but so far we have uh we have been proceeding with smaller smaller scale acquisitions which we have been able to fund ourselves what is your favorite word my favorite word Uh, learning maybe (laughs) what is your least favorite word I don't know. I don't know. Some ugly, ugly, ugly cursing word, probably, maybe. 
what turns you on creatively, emotionally or spiritually. Feel of meaning, feel of meaning, purpose that turns me on. What turns you off? Lack, lack of, lack of, uh, lack of purpose, or or the fear of making some, doing something that uh, is not good for the environment or the society at large. What is your favorite curse word? None. <laughs> I guess I don't have a, I don't have a favorite curse word. What sound or noise do you love? Uh, my, my children's voice when I come home. What sound or noise do you hate? Some kind of a crazy scratch when you scratch a surface that makes an awful noise. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? One, one, one small idea just quickly on the uh, sound that I dislike. Uh, also, the fire alarm in Oslo. Oslo. Uh, <laughs> uh, the previous event in 2019, there was a fire alarm during a keynote, and everyone needed to evacuate. So that was that the was worst a... possible timing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was the next one? Uh, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Nowadays, very difficult uh, to think of it even. Well, an entrepreneur in a different industry. What profession would you not like to do? Well, anything that I, I wouldn't have passion to. Um, I wouldn't like to be a smuggler. If you could be a co-founder of any startup in any era, which one would you choose? <clears throat> well, I, I, I like the one that we have, we have been able to build. So I'll stick to this one. Any final words for the audience? Well, I, I guess, um, yeah, I, you could say any kinds of life, life advice, which doesn't apply to everyone, but, um, yeah remember remember to uh even even if you are you are a founder and you run you run an exciting business remember remember also to take care of yourself and and uh to take care and spend time with your loved ones and and so on i think that's very important and it's so easy to forget that as well when, when things are going and especially when things are not going that well and that yeah. happens mm. Sure, sure. Yes. Just a, it's not if, 
if you're an entrepreneur, it's when. Yes, correct. Also. Yes. Thank you, Hop. I thought it's uh, amazing, exceptional. I just needed to add there. Mm. Um, and very insightful moment. Um, and for the audience as well, hopefully you enjoyed. Uh, if you if you liked, please follow Nordic Business Forum. Even better if you visit the next event, check their website for that. And uh, if you really enjoyed listening to this episode, um, how about sending to one or, or few of your friends and colleagues so they can enjoy and learn as well. Thanks for Thank listening. You. And uh, till next time.